the opinions expressed on this podcast may or may not reflect the opinions of the host. He's so wishy-washy he'll believe this one day and that the other. Also, there's never any intent to hurt anyone's feelings or make anyone feel inferior or that they're stupid or wrong. If you feel that way, then... Get out of here. Um, there's nothing, nothing else to say. Let's move along. Get back to work, peasant. Just study with us for six weeks and we'll make you a demo. Just get in that walk-in closet. You don't need any training. You should be able to quit your job within a few months. You can do this full-time. I used to be a VO actor and I'll teach you how to be one. Welcome to The VO Life, a podcast for those who are trying to figure out how to build a career in VO from a guy who just seems to always learn the hard way. Now here's your host, Troy Holden. And welcome back to The VO Life. This is the uh, podcast where we talk about how not to make the biggest mistakes that I made in voiceover. And uh, today we're going to hit the marketing side. We're going to talk about a lot of other things because the very knowledgeable Paul Smith is with us today. Welcome, Paul. Thanks, Troy. I really appreciate you having me today, man. Well, I am excited about this on so many fronts because um, you have all the beliefs that I didn't have when I got into this. And I had to learn, which I learned a lot of them from you, and I learned from some other people as well. But there are so many people in our VO Life group that are new, and I don't want them to do what I did. I want to tell them, don't go down this path, go down this path. So I want to talk about that today as well. Yeah, that's that's how I got started on the, if you want to call it the coaching side, mm-hmm. uh, was because there were two reasons. One, I didn't want people to do the same dumb crap I did like you. And number two, like I started to understand that we were losing good people. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they were, they were taking the time to get trained. They were, they were good at what we do. They weren't lazy. They weren't uh, unmotivated in any way. And yet, you know, we kind of, I think as a, as an industry, we kind of toss people out of the performance training and tech and we go, okay, now good luck finding that work. Right. Uh, and right. we don't we don't train them how to do that. Right. Right. And right. I don't think that was a consideration 20 years ago because your agent found you all your work then. But that's not the right. way it works now. Right. Everything has changed and is continuing to change. We're, yeah. we're sitting here watching it continue to change. And um, the, the one of the things that uh, I always like to look back on is before you were a voice actor, before you did this type of work and how what you did then ties into this, I think is highly important. So let everybody know a little more about you prior to that. Okay. So um it's funny because for many, many, many years, I sort of lamented my, what I, I kind of felt like was a meandering and wandering sort of winding directionless road, right? I started out in radio. Uh, actually, when I was a kid, I was a theater actor and that's how I, how I rolled all the way up into college. Uh, and then in college, um, I, I got detoured into, into audio broadcasting, things like that. Started doing college radio, ended up doing professional radio for 15 years. Um, and as it happens, when you're on the air, 
uh, clients will say, hey, you know, you did our radio spot. We love it. Would you, would you do our cable spot? Well, sure. And I do the same punchy radio read for the cable spot and they didn't know the difference and neither did I. And I made a few extra bucks on the side and everybody was happy, right? Uh, but I started to realize somewhere along the line that what we were getting in from national and from the agencies, regional and local, was different and better than what we were doing. You know, it, just mm-hmm. the jocks on air. And I started to delve in this thing called voice acting. Uh, and long story short, I, you know, I tried to, as best I could uh, to make a run. Uh, and this was, it wasn't before the internet, but it was before the internet as we know it, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and there wasn't a whole lot of information out there. And I pecked around. I even went so far as to get an internship at, God, well, what was I? Uh, 30, 33 years old, something like that. I got an internship with uh, a casting agency just to try and learn that side of the business, which mm-hmm. turned out was not, not such a great idea. I didn't <laughs> learn much. Um, but I crashed and burned the first time I tried to get into VO. I then had a 15-year radio career. I migrated off of the air and onto the internet side of radio and became a digital sales manager for a cluster of what is now Odyssey stations mm-hmm. and uh, still kept my toes in the VO waters. And, you know, clients would still come back, you know, every year and say, hey, you did this project for us. Could you do it again? Sure. Absolutely. And I started to get a little bit better and a little bit better and a little bit better. And then uh, I was working for a technology company in sales. So uh, once I got out of radio, my, my career detailed into, you know, detoured into sales and I got a lot of great sales training. Uh, and I had sold a, a custom web application, what we might just call a website, but a huge website to EY, the accounting firm, a $1.7 million website. And one of our project managers said, hey, why don't we do an onboarding video for them? Great idea. I can voice it. We knocked it out. We partnered with a uh, video, you know, little video vendor and, uh, and we, you know, they loved it. And they came back and they wanted another one and another one. And we ended up doing like three or four of these things. And I was like, every time, Troy, I was going, man, I really do love this work. I mm-hmm. should do more of this. Mm-hmm. They come back, they do the next video. I go, man. I really love this. This is great. I should do more of this. Right. Like, and like it took three or four times to go, you jackass, you love this work. Why are you not doing more of this? Right. <laughs> right. So that's when I said, you know what? I need to stop being passive about this. I need to, uh, I need to get coaching. I need to uh, start going after work actively. Uh, and that led to a website. And then, and, and I did that for a few years and just, you know, did it as a, as a side hustle. And those non-radio, non-voiceover jobs got increasingly uh, less successful, uh, more soul-crushing, and I came to just hate what I was doing. So on one hand, I had the stick chasing me. And on the other hand, I had the carrot, right? Mm-hmm. I hated what I was doing, and I love voiceover, and that became a really powerful combination because I was running from something and towards something at the same time. Mm-hmm. And right. uh, so I made the decision to go full time and I spent six months building a plan for myself. Uh, and then when I started executing that plan, it was nine months till I went full time. Awesome. Awesome. I think what I'm, I'm hoping people will take away from today is a couple of things. One is 
the change in that in marketing yourself and doing the things the proper way and what you what you can do and the power that has. And the other thing is you don't have to fall prey to Upwork and Fiverr and and all of this stuff because that is a uh, a path that's really being pushed hard by some people. That, oh, yeah, just go do that. You'll get work. And then as you get that work, you can save your money and then invest in your coaching and do this, that, and the other. Yeah, that's partially true, but it's just not the best avenue to take. No. So if if you were going to map out a successful VO career for somebody starting right now, what's what's the best advice you could give them? And it's funny because uh, I just had a uh, a voice talent reach out to me earlier today, about an hour ago, and kind of laid out their life story. And it was pretty typical in that there is a lot of, and there's a lot of conflicting information out there. So it's really easy to be confused, especially when you're brand mm-hmm. new. Mm-hmm. But I the, to kind of cut to the chase, don't get so caught up in equipment, recording space, marketing, because you don't have anything really to record until you have a solid skill set. Everybody thinks, and I said this famously in a video, everybody thinks it's just talking. It's not. It takes multiple, multiple, multiple months, oftentimes more than a year, just to get baseline competent at voice Mm -hmm. acting, right? Mm -hmm. Because this thing and this thing, the microphone and the camera, Fortunately, voice actors don't work with cameras a whole lot, but the microphone and the camera work in the both the same way. They cause you to be way more self-conscious than you ever normally would be. And that's why it ain't just talking, because once this is introduced or that is introduced, we become different people and we become artificial and we've got to get trained to learn how to, with that eye staring at us or this ear listening to us, we've got to learn how to be our authentic selves. Mm-hmm. And it sounds counterintuitive if you've never been exposed to it, but it's absolutely true. And so right. uh, for a new voice actor, put all your resources initially into training. Mm-hmm. And when I, you know, I poo-poo USB mics for pros, but I think a USB mic is a great thing for somebody that's getting training and just needs something to record on, right? Right. That's right. where a USB mic makes sense. Once you mm-hmm. start asking people for money, no, you've got to provide a quality product, right? Right. Then right. you need to upgrade, but, right. uh, get trained, spend a lot in that. Here's where people get balled up too, Troy. And you, you've probably seen this too. People think that the, the, the goal of the training is the demo. That's mm-hmm. not the mm-hmm. goal of the training. The goal exactly. of the training is to get really, really, really freaking good. Right. Right. And then get a demo that mm-hmm. accurately captures the mastery of that training. Right. 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 Excellent. Excellent point. And here here I can be an example. Uh, next week, I will be recording my first pro demo with JMC. Very nice. So, uh, well, actually two of them. Congratulations. But, uh, that is based on the fact of this last almost two years, all the coaching and all the training and being able to get some work and, and get into this full time. And now I'm ready to take another step and get the pro demo. And then I'll be ready I'll have that tool to go market. And right. you and I had talked, you know, at the end of the year last year, and I had mm-hmm. some steps to, to finish out. And I wanted to put these things in place because like you, I, I put this plan in my head and I said, if I don't have this, how am I going to do that part? 
Right. How am I going to go market with the proper tool if I don't have that tool? So save your money, get these tools. Then you can go back and, and you can start your, your new way of marketing. Yeah. Of course, growing up in uh, uh, manufacturing industries and, and automotive industries, uh, you know, market, I won't say marketing is marketing, but in some ways it is. If you're marketing voiceover or you're marketing web services or whatever you're marketing, the idea is to uh, be heard, be known, be seen, get it out there, give people the chance to hear it or see it. And uh, have I done that? Sure. I've, I've channeled up some lists and I've done some things and it's got me work, but it's only going to get me a certain kind of work. And now that I'll have that other tool, it's going to change things. And that's when I really want to get after it. So when we're talking about marketing and developing the strategies, you offer an excellent uh, an excellent course and an excellent program for that. Let's talk a little about that and, and uh, how it works and how people can get into that. Sure. Uh, it's called the VO Freedom Master Plan. And it was, <clears throat> pardon me, initially, Troy, I told you I spent six months building a plan for myself because I, you know, by kind of by accident, had multiple skill sets that it, it dawned on me one day holy crap, I can make a run at this. I've got sales and marketing experience. I've got experience behind the mic. I've got web development experience and design. Uh, holy mackerel, right? I've got marketing. Mm -hmm. So uh, I thought, wow, if I can go after my own work, then, then the gloves are off, right? So I spent six months getting better coaching, uh, vetting tools and processes, uh, you know, setting those up. Uh, working out my messaging, um, all these things that we now teach in the VO Freedom Master Plan. Um, it, you know, Stephen Covey famously said, you know, uh, I, I, I think maybe it was based on a quote from George Washington or somebody, but, you know, if you were going to spend uh, a year cutting down a cherry tree or a day cutting down a cherry tree or whatever it was, you know, you'd spend most of the time sharpening the saw to save yourself the work down the road. Uh, and I'm butchering that quote and I apologize, but that's essentially what I did for those six months. I was sharpening the saw, right? So mm -hmm. that when I hit the ground running, I knew I would have my ducks uh, in a row and uh, would be much, much more efficient at that point. So the VO Freedom Master Plan uh, really uh, has three elements to it. The first is an online curriculum. I couldn't take that plan, Troy, because I knew I had skill sets that mo the vast majority of people just don't have. It. It's nobody's fault, Right. But right. very few people in the country, the state you're in, wherever, just very few people have sales and marketing experience. So you got to learn it somewhere. Um, so um, I apologize. I completely lost my train of thought. Uh, spent six months building my plan. Uh, started the curriculum. That was based largely on my system that I had built out for myself and my plan. Um, but I knew I had to test it because if it makes sense to me, that doesn't mean it makes sense to everybody. Mm -hmm. Right. So I thought if right. I could get 10 voice actors to test this against, then they can tell me what doesn't make sense to them, what uh, is inactionable, what's confusing. And I can really tighten this thing up and really help people. Mm -hmm. And lo and behold, I was very lucky. I got 25 people in the initial test cohort to help vet this thing. And we rolled it out over the course of eight weeks over, over Zoom, a live call, just like you and I are having now. And the reason I did it that way was I needed people to go, you know what? Hold on, Paul. This doesn't make sense to me. Stop. 
walk me through this like I'm five. I needed that feedback live and in the moment. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But we also had post-session feedback where we let people sit with it for a day or two and, you know, let it percolate a little bit so that they could go, you know, on, on, on second thought, that, that paragraph about messaging, that didn't make any sense to me either. So we had that feedback and we were able to clarify the course even further. We baked all that into what is now a self-paced online program. But we didn't stop there because I wanted this program to be the absolute best in existence. So I partnered with a guy named Paul Walsh. And Paul has been a friend of mine for years. He has, for the last uh, almost 10 years, been the online and distance learning program manager for the entire University of Maryland college system, right? So all the public colleges in Maryland are organized under one system. And Paul's team, that's what they do. They make sure that the online curricula are effective and teaching students what they actually intend to, that students are actually learning what the course intends to teach. Mm -hmm. So he vetted all of our content uh, and brought so much to the table. I mean, we now test students much more regularly so that they're learning in smaller chunks and therefore more effectively. Uh, we've added resources and guides and worksheets and uh, references and you name it, all this ancillary material to be able to support the original plan and the original curriculum that was already there. So it is by far the most stringently tested and developed course in existence for voiceover. Mm -hmm. uh, so that's number one. That's the online curriculum. Uh, number two, you know, when I started talking to voice actors to figure out what was going on, like what, let me back up a little bit. Uh, in the, in the late summer of 2021, it started dawning on me that, yeah, we're losing good people in this business and I'm not sure why. And then I read the state of VO survey from, uh, voice actors of New York City. And there were two data points in there that leapt off the page. One was that half of us were making less than eight grand a year. 75% of us were making less than 40 grand a year. Uh, and then number two, they asked voice actors, how often are you reaching out to market your services? And 75% of us, Troy, said less than three times a day. Let's take voice acting out of it for a minute. What business in the world can you have and expect to talk to two people a day and grow that business, right? right. Right. So that tells me we've got an extremely passive mindset in our industry about going to get work, which is mm -hmm. the way most of the rest of the world works, right? Exactly. So uh, so I started to dig into this and talk to voice actors. I ended up talking to 69 voice actors in 75 days in the fall of 2021. And one of the things that they told me was, you know, what we what we do, and this is kind of obvious, but it's lonely. It's isolating. There's, you know, this old trope about us voice actors being stuck in our tiny little padded cells talking to ourselves. It's a lonely gig, right? Mm -hmm. And then just for good fun, you know, toss in a two or three year lockdown and a global pandemic. And there was this real need for connectedness and support and mentoring and uh, accountability. Mm -hmm. So the second part of the program is, uh, I knew I couldn't support everybody. I knew like w by the third or fourth person in this program, I'm going to spend all my time answering questions, all my time. And that's not like I, that, that can't happen. I'm one guy. So we've built an online uh, students only community such that that first cohort of people that learn the program and 
uh, adapted it for their own businesses and are using it daily, they're able to pass that experience on to the people that come behind them and they pass it on to the people that come behind them and the community mentors and supports itself. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. so when you have a problem or a question or an obstacle, you bring it to the group. And rather than having one guy standing on top of a molehill pontificating, you've got four or five or six or 10 different people going, hey, Troy, I had the same problem and here's what I did, right? Mm -hmm. So you get a number of different voices in your ear, all of which are making the same transformation you are, using roughly the same tools and processes you are. And so that walled garden of people that are extra specialized in the thing that you're learning is really super effective. Mm -hmm. Uh, And then the third element is kind of an extension of that. In addition to to the online forum, we also have weekly group coaching calls, which I lead. Uh, But again, you bring a problem to the group, you might get my input plus that of three or four or five or six Mm -hmm. other voice actors, right? Again, people using the same tools and processes you are, and that's key. So that's kind of the, that's the program in a nutshell. I I really like the, the participation part of that because I do feel like that's where so many people, you can give anybody an online course. Right. And, and you give it to them and they'll get excited and they'll start and they'll get partway through it. And then they're like, man, I don't know. I don't know if I can do this. But when yeah. you have people encouraging you and you're meeting with them and uh, you've got that going on, that's huge. I think that's huge. I think it's huge. And I also think that um, I think you're right. If you let a, no matter how good the program is, if it sits on the shelf and you don't use it and you don't put the work in. hmm. For whatever reason, you don't feel supported. Something's confusing. Uh, something doesn't make sense to you, right? You don't know who to ask. Then the program sits on the shelf. You don't use it. You don't get any, any value out of it. And neither do I, right? Because right. I don't right. need uh, for me to get value. I don't need a community of people that all let the program sit on a shelf. Right. 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 That doesn't bring me any value either. That's right. That's right. I, I did a lot of years in, in logistics and inventory mm-hmm. uh, in the automotive world. And of course, there were MRP systems, you know, and, and every company had the best MRP system, of course. But MRP, like anything else, if you put junk in, you get junk out, right. you know, and, and that's, that's like this. If you don't put the effort in it and get after it, it's never going to be the fault of your system if somebody doesn't doesn't get the marketing done. It's it's the fault of the entirety of them not following through with the system. And no matter what they're trying to do, they've got to put the effort in it. And you've really got to get in there and dig and work. And then having a support system will really make it work. I think that's yeah. that's just uh, stellar. Just stellar. Yeah. Well, it's so, a support and an accountability system too. Yes, right? absolutely. Because and, we're all pulling and, uh, for each other. Exactly. And I know a lot of us, we have a person or two NVO that we try maybe once a week, we talk to them and we, how many contacts you make this week? What did you do? But to have a group of people and you're all in the same program, I just think that's, that's, that's different. And that's really going to stand up. Um, Changing gears a little bit. Mm -hmm. Uh, You had mentioned websites and I don't, we don't want to give away secrets, but we, you know, if people can pick up a hint or two today about their website and some basics, they're out there trying to get started. Um, what is, and I've seen, uh, your YouTube video on this and I want to encourage people later to go watch all of those because they're all very informative, but what's some quick hints you might give somebody about getting that, that, uh, VO website up and going. Sure. So, uh, I'll give you, uh, one or two here and then you can get 10 of them. 
at my website, which is paulschmidtpro.com. If you sign up for the newsletter, you get my web strategies booklet for free. And there's 10 strategies in there specifically for voice actor websites. So mm-hmm. I got, uh, you see the certificate back here. I got nominated for a service award for my website uh, for a couple of years, 2020 and 2022, I believe. Mm-hmm. Uh, because I was lucky. I had web development experience and design experience before I came into voice acting. Mm-hmm. Not everybody does. Right. Um, so I think the biggest mistake that I see initially with most voice actor websites is people misunderstand the, per- the main purpose of the website, and that is to showcase your demos. And mm-hmm. so if you're going to make me hunt and peck and scroll and look for your demo, you've already lost me, right? People are not right. going to come back. Demos should be top, front, and center, right? Make mm-hmm. it as easy to find, to play them, and to download them as possible, right? They should be in a downloadable format, preferably MP3. Um, so that's number one. Uh, number two, this one's uh, you probably won't hear a lot, but I find one of the most useful and impactful tools on my website is a simple booking calendar. And you can use a HubSpot, a Calendly, uh, Acuity Scheduling. There's a ton of them out there. But if you can Mm -hmm. make it super like falling off a log easy for Mm -hmm. prospects to book a meeting with you, because a meeting is a great buying signal. Right. If somebody wants Absolutely. to meet with you, there's a there's a project on the table. Right. Mm-hmm. So if you can make that super simple and easy, then do it. So I encourage people to put a, a booking calendar on their on their uh, website as well. So that's two quick ones. And you can get the other 10 at paulschmidtpro.com. Awesome. Awesome. And we can't uh, we can't run away today without talking a little bit about demos. That was your uh, recent video. Uh, touching on demos and why not to do, uh, you know, why not uh, don't go out there and get stuff off iSpot and transfer these scripts over? Because as you say, these casting directors and these uh, people listening to you, whether you're soliciting agents or whatever you're doing, they're, they're not out of the loop. They know these are, are spots. So you're brand new. Mm-hmm. You have taken some coaching and now you're trying to get a little work, but you're not ready for a demo. What's your suggestion there? Should they come up with a couple of sample spots, just their voice? What What do you think? I really think that, uh, again, you need to channel everything for the first year to two into mm-hmm. training. Mm-hmm. Once you have that baseline competency, your next step is a pro demo. And there are... No shortages of coaches, in air quotes, on the internet, on YouTube, on God knows wherever, that will say, hey, you know what, you you know how to do audio by now, and it's cheap, and it's, it's free, and free is better than cheap, right? Mm-hmm. No, it's not. No, it's not. I was in the room in, I think it was 2018 or 19, I can't remember, at MAVO, Mid-Atlantic VoiceOver Conference. Uh, Kari Walgren was the keynote speaker that year. And one of the first things out of her mouth that day was a bad demo is worse than no demo, right? Right. You don't want to be the demo that gets passed around the office for the wrong reasons. Right. 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 Uh, And, and yeah, I, I, you know, the video that came out today, I kind of get into like six points of the anatomy of a great voiceover demo Mm -hmm. and they're all very specialized. And to bite all of that off on your own, you you almost can't help but put yourself in a bad light. Mm -hmm. Why do that? 
right? Right. God, why? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So there, be patient, right? And get the demo promises. when you're ready. Yeah. And there's too many promises of six months or a year. And I really like hearing the, the I see a difference here in year three. This is year three for me. So there's a huge difference in how things turned in the last few months. The type of work I'm getting, being able to get these demos, things are moving. It's changing. I had a pretty good year last year, but I can see a lot more coming this year. But what I'm watching in my peers, there's some magic thing that happens between year three and five. Yeah. There's That's about the time period where you either hit or you don't. Yep. And it just seems like, you know, people either really start taking off in year three and they start really doubling their income by year five and and they are established and they're doing well. But anybody thinking they're just going to jump out there in six months or a year, there's no way. I no. just I just can't see it. And at first, coming in brand new, you don't know. And there's so much misinformation out there. It's just really terrible. I think you're right. I think conventional wisdom, Troy, is three to five years, not only to sort of turn that corner as an artist, right? Mm -hmm. But also, I mean, even with good marketing, Mm -hmm. I told you I did it in nine months. That's not typical. That's not even likely, right? Mm -hmm. Right. Uh, And to be honest, I jumped a little too soon, right? So when I say Mm -hmm. nine months, even by my own standards, had I had it to do over again, I probably would have waited several, 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 several months after that couple of years. Right. Um, you know, I, I liken it to sort of a, like an Indiana Jones movie, right? Well, I, I knew enough to jump in the biplane and get it rolling down the dirt road and get it off the ground, but I lost a wing on the barn and I lost the landing gear on the trees <laughs> and it was right. pretty touch and go there for a while, but I finally got it stabilized in, guess what? Year three, right? Mm-hmm. In my third year is when I hit six figures. So, um, you know, it can be done three to five years is conventional wisdom. And even with great performance coaching, even with great marketing coaching, mm-hmm. it's your, that's still probably your, your, your range, right? Everybody has a range, a good coach, whether it's performance or marketing can help you hit the low side of that range, but it's not a magic switch. It's right. not, oh, well, if I just take this course, then I'm going to be all set. I'll be making six figures a year from now. Right. It's not how it works. It right. takes too much time. Right. You know, so much, uh, so much information, so much that uh, people need to know. And I want to really encourage them to get over to your YouTube channel to reach out to you. Uh, One thing that I appreciate about you is you will you will screen people before they come into your program. You're going to make sure they're ready. I think that is huge uh, to where some, you know, some people it's just cattle call. Come on in, everybody buy it. It's yours. Uh, I really like the way that's done. Um, Thank gosh, you. Paul, all the things that you do, blogger, YouTube guy, uh, podcast, marketing coach. Uh, I know you're staying super busy and I look forward to uh, shaking your hand in Atlanta. Yeah. And somewhere and, uh, there, I, I do voiceover too. Uh, yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> it's it's amazing how you fit that in. I don't know how you do it. But uh, thanks for spending time with us today. I know Absolutely. you've been on several podcasts, and I hope this will reach a lot of people that may not have heard from you before. Cause well, I we, appreciate uh, we that, just, Troy. Just recently, our little group jumped up over 1,100 people. So Wow. Uh, yeah. That's fantastic. Yeah, it's, it's really, really grown. It's, it's crazy over the past six months. But uh, yeah, 
Yeah, that's, the podcast congratulations, is doing man. Well, that's, so. that's great to hear. It really is. I appreciate that. Well, listen, everybody, Paul's going to give his information on how to get in touch with him once again. And if you are further along in your journey and you're ready to start your marketing journey, if you've got those demos and things aren't happening for you, this may be your next step. So, Paul, tell them all about how to reach out and find you. So, the simplest way is uh, the website, paulschmidtpro.com. Uh, and then the socials. If you don't find me under Paul Schmidt Pro at Paul Schmidt Pro, then you'll find me at Paul Schmidt VO. Perfect. Perfect. It's about as simple well, as I can make it. Everybody hit him up. I'm sure he'll be glad to help you. Paul, thanks for your time again. And uh, we'll see you here in probably about uh, two weeks. Yeah, it's an absolute delight to you know sit and chat with you today. And uh, we'll get to maybe have dinner or have a, have a drink in Atlanta. And I'll be looking forward to that. Sounds great. Thanks again, Paul. Have a good one. Thanks for having me, Troy. Thanks for everybody for watching, too. You've been listening to The VO Life with Troy Holden. Check back for more episodes each week and catch up on what you've missed also. This is for you, those just living that VO life. Thanks for listening and join us again. The VO Life intro is by Louise Porter. The outro by Liz Moya. You can pick us up on Spotify, Amazon Music, Apple, and many other podcast carriers. Need to send me an email? Do it today. Troy at TroyHoldenVoices.com. Thanks for listening.